today's episode of the Other Wing Chun Guy podcast, I'm talking about solo training. Why? Because my class got rained out, and that's what I get for teaching in a park. It's going to be a little bit of talk about punching, a lot of talk about punching, punching. Oh man, do I like punching. I'd like to give a quick shout out, of course, to my boys over at Western Lotus Athletics, Sifu Jose, Andrew Lin, Chris Beery Beery Beery, Karen Says Hi, and please, Toei Animation, do not sue me. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Sifu Tofer, back again for another episode. Uh, this episode's topic is going to be solo training, and we'll get into that in a little bit. First things first, housekeeping. Um, kind of redesigned the logo like to give a shout out to goji spencer who did this really cool dragon ball themed inspired photo of me and sent it to me i have it framed hanging up in my office it's super cool um i love it to death um i kind of took a copy of that photo redid the logo popped it up um you should start seeing it here soon especially with the release of this episode of the podcast i think it's pretty dope um again massive thank you massive shout out to our boy spencer who has been just an awesome instagram online friend um kindness of his heart shot me this picture along with a few other portraits that i thought were really cool uh one of grandmaster yitman one of rick hutton sensei and then another of a panel of um dragon ball z uh history of trunks that he did um freaking awesome i love them spencer if you're watching if you're listening thank you it's greatly appreciated um so follow up to my previous episode uh with my sihang um i had said that hokam ming had probably started wing Chun around 58 maybe 59 uh i got reached out to by my sisuk jack who's like i think you're off by a year or two and i was like are you sure He's like, yeah, because when I did the math, it came out like this. Long story short, um, after conferring with him and his sources and then talking to my own Sifu, 57, maybe 58 if we're Lunar New Year and stuff has been off, but actually 57 should be the year he started, roughly, give or take. Um, so huge shout out and thank you to my Seasook Jack for reaching out and being like, hey, Let's compare notes, because that's kind of, you know, one of the things I'm trying to facilitate here is let's reach out and talk. Let's facilitate. Let's talk. Let's chat. Let's go over things. Let's bounce ideas off of each other. Um, I have some future episodes coming up. Uh, I'm going to have some guests for those future episodes. We're going to talk about some fun topics that I think everybody's going to enjoy. Um, one of them is going to be a watch-along uh, me and my Sihang have decided to watch a very specific Kung Fu movie, and we are going to basically do a live reacts. Um, looking forward to it. It's going to be a lot of fun. A lot of you really seem to enjoy having my Sihang Chris on here. I'm glad he could make it. Mr. Hope Wing Chun on the Instagram, so shout out to him. Uh, can't wait to have him back on the show. And then I'm going to do some um, like top five lists, but I'm going to have guests on for those top five lists. So we'll do some top five lists together. It'll be a lot of fun. Excuse me, I'm a just got done with a workout myself. 
which leads me to the topic of the episode, solo training. Um, so with this episode, what I really want to do is kind of talk about, excuse me while I adjust the camera for those of you who are watching on the YouTubes, um, solo training. We all do it. How do we do it? What's our kind of routine and things like that? So for this episode, what I wanted to do was share my Wing Chun solo training um, routine with you. Uh, not so much to be like, oh, this is the routine you need to do, but just this is what I do. Um, if you'd like parts of it, great. Use it. If you're like, meh, cool, whatever. If you want to share yours, please do. Um, again, this is like I mentioned earlier, I'd like to facilitate conversations around these different things. And solo training is really kind of an important one um, because most of your training will actually be solo training. A lot of people don't necessarily realize that, but you spend a lot more time alone than you do with your training partners. I guarantee it, unless you're like living with them 24-7. So um, this episode is not brought to you by GT's Alive Ancient Mushroom Elixir Formula. However, if they wanted to sponsor me, that'd be really dope. Because I really, really, really like the root beer flavored one. It's delicious and slightly vinegary. So anyway. Um, let's get into it. Let's get into the routine. So what I do is when I start training, when I do my solo trainings, I always do a light warm-up, stretch out, get the joints lubricated, um, depending on what I'm planning on doing, I stretch accordingly. So today was a light stretch. Um, my routine was going to be just semi-light, uh, informal. I've had a really long week. Um, it is peak work time for me, uh, at the office. So my routines and stuff are going to be light, um, outside of regular training. So, um, despite being tired, we have to do the work because if we don't do the work, we lose the work and we don't want to lose the work. Um, so I do light warm up, light stretch, and then I always open with Sulam Tao. Uh, the first form is the foundation of everything we do. Everything comes from the first form. Everything ends with the first form. But uh, for me, I always, always, always start with the Sulam Tao. And usually it's a medium to slow speed one. It's never a fast one medium to slow uh, depending on your level depending on how long you've been training you will do it according um, if you are an advanced level student give yourself 10 minutes like really see if you can hit that 10 minute benchmark um, for the Sulam Tao especially doing the sum foot the three hands um, really develop work on that elbow low elbow relaxed shoulders all that good stuff um, for the Sulam Tao then, after the Sulam Tao, I move into the punch sequences. Now, the punch sequence was taught to me by my Sifu. Um, this is how we started every single class. Um, the version of it I do for solo training is just one I designed for myself to ensure I do a ton of reps. Um, when my Sifu taught it to me um, in training, uh, it was in a classroom environment with my C hangs and C dies and all C Js and everybody was there. Um, 
for each series of punches everybody would count to 10 and we would do it in a circle and we would just go and go and go until see if we decided that we've done enough of that punch but for the sake of solo training and not um, killing yourself and keeping physical injuries and stuff um, in mind so for instance myself I have a bad right shoulder um, it's just a little the joints and stuff are a little worn out tendons are probably slightly torn at this point um, but it's all kind of little little shaky um, I have a sequence that I do so the first one we do is the single punch uh, that is just set one two um, the single punch is a set of two punches, but it's individual. So one fires, the other fires. You have the simultaneous yin and yang. Um, so every left hand, for instance, is a count. That means um, you're going to do 120 sets of the single punch, which comes out to be... 240 individual punches 120 on the left 120 on the right 240 individual punches total 120 sets of single punches the second set is the double punch and the double punch is both hands are here both come out when you draw back the bottom hand takes the top place and you'll go out this would be one two so as you can see again I'm counting with the left hand when the left hand is on top so 120 sets of double punches which comes out to be 480 individual punches if you're counting how many times the arm individually goes out um, or makes a punch so again counts when the left hands on top and then the final set of punches is the triple punch which is one two three which is a set of three punches obviously you count the third punch for each one there's a distinct stop and start um, 120 sets of those 360 individual punches total um, but again, for the most part, it's the sets that we're counting, um, 120 sets of each. Um, but that being said, if you're counting the individual punches, how many punches is that? It's 1,080 individual punches. So if you're kind of in that mindset of how many individual punches I'm doing, it's 1,080. Um, which, hey, at this point, you're now 1,080 individual punches better than you were when you started this workout sequence. Now, at this point, you have a choice. If you're on a time crunch and you didn't have much time to work out, do a quick tile and end your workout. That punching is a lot. Um, it's a good set of punches. It is just a quick, uh, you could probably blast that out in 10 minutes, 15 minutes um, for the punching sequence. So, you know, a 10 minute tile and 10 minutes of punching is 20 minute workout um, followed by a quick slim towel should take you more than two minutes three minutes there you go 20 ish minute workout quick and easy 
But let's be honest, none of us are doing that. We're all keep going because we all want to train. We all want to do more, right? Right. All right. So from here, after the punch sequence, what I usually do um, is I'll hit the wall bag. Uh, in the wall bag, I will do just standard punches on the wall bag. Um, I go until my knuckles turn pink. Then I give them a rest, massage them, maybe throw some ditta on them. Go again, a little pink, stop, massage, let them rest, work my digits, make sure I have blood flow and all that stuff. I do not go until the skin breaks. I do not go until I'm bleeding. I am very fond of my hands and I like to ensure that they are in good condition and I'm not cutting or bleeding or getting infections or staph infections in my finger joints because hey that sucks and is dumb just is sorry <laughs> so um, I'll do that and then I'll do shifting punches on the wall bag so getting the hip involved hip rotation hip vibration bam hitting the wall bag delivering force on the wall um, kind of getting the physical movement and all that stuff then I'll do footwork um, from there. So with footwork, uh, two main sets of footwork that I practice that my Sifu taught me. One, the feet are together in like a very narrow stance. Let do a leg raise with the foot either out or in. Just kind of to develop hip flexibility in the joint for the kicking. But then I don't drop the leg. You kick, you hold it, and you slowly control the leg as it comes down almost to the point where it's back in its position uh, where it started. Then you step out, step, pull together, kick again, control, 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 step, pull together. Um, this is really good because it develops balance, develops leg control, develops pulling, um, stepping, pulling, all that stuff, hip mobility, things like that staying learning how to stay relaxed and sunk for balance and all that and then the other one is the step through um, some people's arrow i say step through um, kind of you know just stepping through keeping that low stance stepping through shadow boxing practicing the footwork practicing turning i'll go up to an object and have to pivot left or right uh, practicing my footwork that way going up to the jong practicing the footwork against the jong um, at that point you can get your hands involved maybe do some work on the dummy um, with your footwork things like that it's part of the footwork sequence then i will do forms um, i always do the dummy first uh, because um, it was always told to me that if you can only practice two things practice sulam tau and practice the dummy you only have time to do work two two things um uh forms it's sulam tau and the dummy um that was kind of passed to me um take it for what it is it's is what it is um i'll do the dummy and the way i do the dummy is i'll do one run through of the entire dummy the all the sequences of the dummy um, moderate speed, really focusing on um, distance timing structure. Am I leaning over? Am I too close to the dummy? Am I too far from the dummy? Things like that. Just a standard dry run 
beginning to end of the dummy sequence. Then I will do an individual section of the dummy. So for instance, um, that's why I say do it at a moderate speed, because whichever section I have the hardest time with, I drill that portion repeatedly. Um, drill it until it's comfortable, drill it until I'm doing it good. Then I do the whole dummy form again. And at that point, go through it, make sure, hey, that section that I was struggling with is now clean, clear, and crisp. Um, good movement, good all that. And I might do a second section of the dummy if there's two that I just feel like working on. Okay, cool, we'll do those two. Um, sometimes I'll just freestyle on the dummy for a while, dry run um, different combinations. Sometimes I'll practice just the very basic stuff my Sifu taught me, Dang Jong, nailing the dummy, or Mo Jong, polishing the dummy, um, making sure that when I polish the dummy, I don't have Fei Jong, flying elbows, um, elbows are in, boom, controlling, lifting, uh, nailing the dummy, making sure I'm hitting it with the right parts of the hand. So when you hit the dummy, pop, pop, pop. Good um, elbow control, elbow force delivering into the dummy. Dummies usually make a really distinct sound when you do it correctly, making sure I'm getting these feedback loops that my Sifu taught me, like, hey, this is how you know you're doing this, how you know you're doing it wrong, things like that. Um, and then once I'm kind of comfortable with my dummy practice, which is usually 15, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes of my practice, um, I'll move into the other two forms. Um, sometimes, like tonight, it's just a single run-through of each form. Uh, did Chunk Yu, then I did Buji. That was it. Um, I was kind of good with both, felt like both were a little good. I, they both need work. They will always, always need work. But I was like, okay, we're comfortable enough. We didn't trip over ourselves or anything. Um, BG, for instance, on my right side because of issues in the shoulder. Sometimes I have trouble with this portion of it. Um, just the joint sometimes gets a little tight, especially if the weather's being a little weird. Um, that happens to all the best of us. Don't worry about it. Um, but outside of that, I was feeling pretty comfortable with the forms, good clean run-throughs. Um, now there are times when I do not feel good with those forms, and that is when form practice lasts a hot minute. Um, the other last week, Chum Q was one portion of Chum Q. Um, here, ah, no, here, boom, boom, boom. This side, for some reason, the timing was just off. I probably ran through the form three times, ran through the solo section of the step, bong, step, bong. Another three or four times, back and forth, back and forth, just re retooling the timing, making sure everything was landing when it was supposed to. Then I ran through the form probably another two times um, after that. And that's, again, like tuning a piano, tuning something like, hey, something's, I can hear it's off. We need to tweak it. We need to fix it. Same thing with all the, the other forms. Um, now, at this point, if you know the weapons, weapons practice, um, I try and grab both weapons at least once a week. I'm just running through the basics of each one. Um, conditioning, 
um, running through them weapons just like the other ones same same kind of thing hey something's off let's drill this one move over and over again until it feels like it's back in tune cool move on um at this point we've done probably close to 60 minutes worth of work um you know you think you have a 10 minute form 10 minutes punching that's 20 minutes 20 minutes the wooden dummy then probably another 20 minutes or more on forms um you're coming up on 60 minutes for a lot of people that's time um they got an hour to work out um if they have more than that i great i'm i'm um just one of those things for me personally i don't have a whole heck of a lot of time in my life um outside of teaching uh, i got lucky tonight well unlucky but lucky um so for me you know that's just a quick um wing chun workout for me like going through everything fine-tuning it doing all that doing the punches doing the footwork drilling running through the dummy running through the forms fine-tuning all these little pieces um now you can end there or we can keep going because sometimes we do have more time than that and oftentimes if we have that time uh it's good to do other things i have an airdyne bike i like to get 30 minutes of airdyne bike in when i can hop on that thing um pop open my ipad put on something to watch tv show podcast like the kung fu genius podcast and then bike for 30 minutes get get 30 minutes of good cardio in get that heart rate up bike 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 or calisthenic routines um great run to me that uh rick hutton sensei does he showed me um you know 30 push-ups 50 squats 50 crunches and we do the crunches it's side to side so you'll do you know 50 on this side 50 on that side um maybe another set of push-ups 20 push-ups um squats again maybe another set of crunches but it's one of those you know go get those reps in those are good for you good reps good times um but yeah and then you know you're good good little little over an hour workout just a quick and easy solo one person workout um wing chun based works for me it's a great keeps all my tools sharp um keeps everything going hope you enjoy it i'll enjoy it um i'll pop back to um kind of important things about these workouts um do not skip the punching sequence the punching sequence is kind of the key to all of this and by that i mean it is rigorous and intense for a reason uh, my sifu would have us do the punches to basically wear the shoulders out um once the shoulders were worn out we would go into chisau that was kind of the um his thing to ensure that we're not using muscle just basically at the start of class wreck our arms so that we couldn't use muscle we had to use structure too tired to use muscle at that point um it's actually kind of ingenious on his part but technically it was probably genius on hokan ming's part but it's probably technically genius on 
Grandmaster Yipman's part. So, um, hey, everything has its reasons. I'm going to talk about how we do the punches again in one second. good stuff so what I tend to do 120 punches four sets of 30 the first set is done at a moderate pace this is for structure and feeling and timing the second set is done quicker the third set is done just go bum 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 kind of almost as fast as you can without losing form and structure. And then the fourth set is done slow again. And the reason for that is when we go fast, we have a tendency to start to get sloppy. So that last set is meant to slow us back down to ensure we are on timing. And for each set, you're going to do that. 30 moderate for structure and form, a little quicker, quick as you can, one more slat slowly to regain structure and form. Um, with the punches, that's kind of key. Then, like I said, um, because we started with the Sulum Tao, we always end with the Sulum Tao because everything begins and ends with Sulum Tao. Any kind of structural mistakes you make, things like that, some tile is there to clean it up. So no matter how long you do your workout, no matter how many of the sequences you add in, take out, and all that, begin and end the sulum tile. Just because that is the beginning and end of your Wing Chun is that form. It is fundamental, it is key, it is important. Um, so yeah. Uh, it's a quick little conversation with y'all today. Another short episode this week. Um, I'm by myself. Solo training. Solo podcast. Um, but I hope you enjoyed. I'm glad you all came in and listened. I can't wait to do the next episode for y'all. Thanks for tuning in. And I hope you all have a great week.